so I'll try my best to give a little bit of a talk. Um, I've been very like <clears throat> today, getting a little sick. I think um, I went for a hike yesterday in the White Mountains actually. So yeah, like five hours out in the snow, going up you know seventeen hundred feet and around. Um, it's beautiful day yesterday. The sun was out. Everything was all white, and it just felt good to yeah be out and exercising. But uh, came home, and then I just felt like oh, I feel like I'm getting really hot, and I was like <laughs> just getting progressively hotter throughout the night. And I was like oh, I'm getting sick. My body's fighting something. And then this morning, I just feel like congested and <clears throat> like that. So. There's a couple things on my mind, um, but mostly it's just about meditation and I guess I would say like the benefits of meditation in terms of how it allows us to relate back to ourselves and back to life and different things. Um, I was just reflecting even now as you guys were sharing, I just suddenly had a moment where I started to feel hot again. I started to almost feel like a little bit dizzy and like sweaty. You know, and I was like, oh, like this isn't good. And I thought, uh, you know, there would have been other times in my life where that feeling arises like a feeling of distress in me if I start to feel like, oh, start to feel like distressed or something. Um, and how I was just now, as it just came up, it just felt as like, oh, I feel dizzy. I was like, oh, my body's starting to sweat. Okay, like, let me just open up and okay. And just kind of like let it pass, and then it's over. And it's like, oh, okay, cool, it's back, you know. And um, there's something to be said about this practice of watching the passing of emotions, watching the passing of thoughts. Like some people say it's like clouds passing. You just kind of like watch the thoughts come and go. And I feel it's the same thing with emotional states, that um, one of our biggest problems, I would say, is that we're very attached to states in the past that we've felt and we uh, don't want to feel again or things we have felt and we do want to feel again so i would almost say like feeling something once that's painful and you don't want to feel it again but holding on to it that's called trauma right something painful happens and you're still holding it now so you're living your whole life as a reaction to not wanting to have to feel that thing again. Whether it was a feeling of being like alone or abandoned or worthless or rejected or not enough, not seen, not acknowledged, injustice. Um, you know, pick your flavor of suffering. Everyone has one, right? That, um, that there's something in each of us, emotional states that each of us try to build our lives around having to feel it, build our personalities around having to not feel certain things. If you don't want to have to face a feeling of worthlessness, maybe you'll build yourself up as somebody who can do everything, right? You always function. You're always doing something for everybody. So you can never be accused of you know, being not enough. Or you like to read and quote books and use knowledge. You know, the Dalai Lama said it, so it must be true. And because I know that, it means you can't reject me because I'm quoting the Dalai Lama and he's an authority, right? So there's a lot of people, I know people in my life that they sit there and they like to profess all this knowledge, quote unquote, that they have. 
but it's just a security because they know as long as I'm just passing on knowledge, nobody can reject me, so I'm okay, right? Or we don't want to feel alone, right? There's a lot of people that loneliness is their thing that they don't want to feel. So they build up a whole life of being in contact with people and trying to do things with people and trying to create things with people and kind of always trying to be outwardly focused on everybody else all the time because they don't want to have to be alone and feel themselves. So each of us does this in a different way. Everyone has their own feeling or feelings that they don't want to feel and they build a life around it. And not consequently and conversely, there's also things you do want to feel, feelings of like love and connection and validation and community, like these the beautiful feelings of joy, right? And, um, and we felt something pleasurable in the past, and then we keep trying to recreate that pleasure. That's called addiction. Yeah, so we're trying to again and again feel the same pleasure through the same channel. And if you do that enough, even your brain starts to grow in a certain way to kind of facilitate that process. The brain actually kind of follows along our behaviors. It's neuroplasticity, it follows. <clears throat> So this taking experiences from the past and using the present moment as like a, a lens for that and trying to recreate or not recreate things in the future is something that a lot of us are preoccupied with without even realizing that. And the more that we're able just to be present in this moment and to be um, able to see the feeling, see what's arising, see what's passing, we start to get a little bit of freedom from all of that. We start to see it's, it's not really that, the bad things aren't that bad, the good things aren't that good. <clears throat> it's all okay, it's, it's actually a greater gain to have a, a, a sense of peace. I think a lot of people on you know, the first day, they said like something along the lines of they wanna feel peaceful. But to feel peaceful, it really, it's, it's about releasing those extremes. It's about not trying to go over here and over here. And there's this thing that I keep seeing people do. And like I was at the movie theater the other day. And the girl, there's like some middle school girls in front of me. And one of them, like, you know, towards the beginning of the movie, like took, took out her phone, started doing something on her phone. It's really bright, like right in my face, right below me. And, uh, and I gave her a second. I was like, you know, maybe she'll just, she has, for whatever reason, to do something, put it down. But no, she kept going. So eventually I just leaned forward and I said, excuse me, that's really bright and it's right in my face, would you mind? And she goes, oh, sorry, okay. And then I sat back and then there's like an older couple next to me and they leaned over to me and they said, oh, thank you, thank you. <clears throat> and I thought like, well, if it really bothered you, why didn't you say anything, right? So boundaries. So people oftentimes, if there's something bothering them, they don't set a boundary, they keep it in, right? And they get angry. This person's doing this thing, I'm so bothered, I'm so bothered, I'm so bothered. But they're not doing anything about it. And then another group of girls, there was like actually a lot of middle school girls for some reason in this movie. Um, another group was coming down then the stairs during the movie, and then somebody in the back of the movie theater yells, shut up, at them. And then I thought, well, that's the other extreme. Either some people, like the people next to me, they say nothing, and they hold it in, or they set a boundary, but they do so by, instead of like feeling their irritation, like what I did, I felt that, oh, this irritates me, but then I just communicated it very normally and naturally, like, oh, excuse me, that's like, you know, can you stop? And they're like, oh, sure. Um, 
like the guy in the back, he felt irritated, but then his way of setting a boundary is to throw his irritation, his anger at the other people, to be aggressive. And you see this a lot, that people either hold things in or they have these like destructive emotional outbursts. I see it a lot when I'm driving, right? People like laying on their horns, yelling at each other, right? Because that's a safer environment. You'll never see any of these people again anyway, so I can really let it out. And you see this on both sides, that either people, they're irritated, but they say nothing, or it comes out as like a destructive, mean aggression. And I'm always just watching this, and I'm like, why don't you just speak? and just speak normally. Just say, like, hey, can you please stop that? Hey, that bothers me. Hey, this is going on. This middle place is missing. And I see that this understanding of the middle place missing, it's the same thing I see when, when we're meditating, is that people are either going, trying to do too much, or they're not doing enough, that they're either um, sitting here and just kind of lost in, you know, thoughts and fantasies and feelings of this. And then their mind returns and then they start doubting themselves and judging themselves and feeling stressed out like they can't meditate. And they kind of keep jumping back and forth over this middle, this middle place. Um, and like I was saying before, right, it's like sitting here feeling a feeling come up and people would either like try to hold it in and you know, resist it, I'm not feeling, I'm feeling, I'm fine, you know, I'm fine, I'm, I'm okay, you know. Or they go into the other extreme and they're like, I can't, and they kind of fall over, like in this dramatically. It's too much for me, right, they give up. Whereas like there's this middle place where you can just watch things arising and passing away and, and just be at peace with things as they are, right? And, um, and there's just something about this, and. And I haven't yet formulated this because I've been kind of just over the past few days, it's been mulling about in the back of my head, but that we keep missing the middle place. We keep missing this, this place right in the center. We keep jumping extreme to extreme back and forth, doing too much, doing not enough, internalizing things and then externalizing things back and forth, back and forth. And we're missing just that nice place of balance in the middle. When you meditate, it's really like you're balancing the mind. It's this feeling of balance, that you're sitting here and you're upright, you know? But if you're too tense, if you're too stressed, right, you're shaking, you're miserable, it's like you're sitting here almost having like a, a mental breakdown because you're pushing too much. And then there's other people that come to meditation and they look at me and they say, you know, can I lay down for the meditation? And I said, you can, but if you lay down, you're going to start snoring. Right? That's too loose. You're too loose. The Buddha said to play a, an instrument like a guitar or a lute or whatever the instrument was at their time, if the string's too loose, the sound's not right. And if the string's too tight, the sound's not right. You need the string in the middle, the middle place, right? This place of balance. And then, it, and then it's perfect. Then it can make beautiful music. And really starting to understand for ourselves what does that mean. And this is something that, again, I, I feel like I'm not putting it into words um, clearly enough because I, I feel like it's so multifaceted. 
that it's hard to really kind of get the whole scope of what I'm trying to say for myself even. But it's something along the lines of, for instance, if meditation is just about being present, right? We're human beings, just being, just be here. You know, that's the middle place, this place of presence. You're already here, we're already present. There's nothing to do. You know, if I said to you, just sit here for t today's class, just sit here and like stare off and, you know, just stare at me or just stare straight ahead wherever way you're looking. Don't do anything else, just sit there. You would start to feel like you're supposed to be doing something or like you're not doing not, you know, you're doing, it's not enough. I have to do something, there's something missing. I should be giving more effort, I should be doing something. That we, we miss the point, we keep jumping it, we keep jumping over the middle, we keep going from living lives that are very mindless to then coming here where it's time to meditate and then we jump right over this spot of being here to again trying to meditate, trying to do something, questioning ourselves, doubting things, or like falling asleep, or that we kind of go in every which way instead of just being here with this presence, just being right where you are. And it's funny because it's really the simplest teaching, it's the simplest thing you can do. Uh, and it's one of the most difficult things to do because we practice busyness. If you think about it, you know, the same way that people practice piano, we practice being busy. You know, probably nowadays since kindergarten. Since the kids have to, now you're doing your work, and now you have to do your homework, and I have to do this, and then you start to have to do sports, and then you have to get good grades, and you have to go to school, and then you have a job, and then you have a partner, and then you have kids, and then, then there's the phone, and there's the things, and there's the events, and, and just doing, 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 busy, busy, busy. And we're training ourselves to be busy, that even when you have a moment of time that's not busy, you just start thinking about, well, what are the other things I have to do, right? Or you, or you get out your phone and you call somebody or start scrolling something or just like pick up a magazine or something or turn on the TV. It's like we, we just need to keep filling that space to keep the mind running at that same momentum. And um, And it's a training, it's, it's something that we've been training the mind to do, we're training ourselves to constantly be trying to create future feelings that we want, trying to get away from future feelings we don't want, to, um, to be anywhere but right here. And if you're right here, what you'll notice is that right here, it's kind of boring, right? Raise your hand if it's kind of boring just to sit here right now. You guys are interested because I'm talking, right? Okay, I'm bored. How's it going? But if you just sit here, if you really just sit and just do nothing, it's kind of maybe bland is even a good word for it. It's just kind of bland. It's just, 
it's like on a scale of one to 10, it's like a four. You know, there's nothing wrong per se, but there's nothing stimulating. It's just kind of blah. It's like eating porridge for every meal. I did a fast in the monastery for two weeks. And the way that I did the fast was just drinking one third apple juice with two thirds water. And it just tasted like sour water. So every day I just kind of joke to myself, like, time for my sour water. And I would just drink the sour water as my meals for two weeks. And when I did that, I realized, man, eating is so fun and pleasurable. And ooh, what am I going to eat? What is the taste that I want in my mouth? You know, eating the variety of food. Ooh, it's. We don't realize it. We just, you know, you want something, you go home, you make it. What am I going to make tonight? When I go out to eat, it's just so natural, right? It's just this natural thing. What do I want to eat? What do I want? It's always like, what do you want? It's always about want, feeding that want. Yeah, we don't eat because we want. We eat because we need to survive, right? Eating is about surviving. It's like breathing. What do you want? The air over here or the air over here? It doesn't matter. You just need to breathe to keep living. Right? Food, just eat to live. But we've, we're in a place in our society and process of time that there's so many choices what to eat that it's like, well, now it's like, well, what do you want? And now eating, which is a very elemental, basic function of the body, it's combined with desire. And your desire could be something like, I want to be healthy. So you eat, you know, you do one of the nice diets. That Whatever. I want it to be combined with my morality, so you, you're like vegan or something because you feel bad for the animals, right? Um, or, you know, I always go to Whole Foods and I always buy things that are organic, right? Because I don't want pesticides, but that's also me wanting to be healthy, right? Or it's like I want that bag of chips and I want that ice cream or I want that burger. That it's more just a, a pure feeling of desire. What, what stimulates me? What's exciting? What excites me right now? What food excites me, you know? And, um, and that's in so many levels of our lives that we haven't even seen it, that, that um, you know, and, and again, just from being a monk, right? So it's like, I had to shave my head, I wore this robe, we just ate whatever they gave us to eat. Not many choices in anything, you know? And now I have like hair again, so I was like, you know, the wind blows and I look, I'm like, oh, how's my hair? And I feel so stupid, you know? I feel so stupid when I walk outside and the wind blows and my hair moves. I'm like, oh, is my hair? And I was like, God, I just want to shave my head again, you know? Because it's just this extra level of stress. It's stupid, you know? And clothes. I pretty much wear the same clothes every day because I just, I can't be bothered, you know? But I notice it. I notice that other people, they wear different clothes. Today, I want to wear this color. Today, I want this outfit. Today, I want to, you know, that, that there's all these different levels of life that we're just, um, that we're expressing and we're involving and things that are exciting and stimulating and they feel good and, and that's fine. That's part of living life. You know, you should live the life, be, be as happy as you can be through everything you do. And simultaneously, just, just be aware. Just simply be aware of what are the energies, what are the thought patterns, what are the emotions what are the habits that I'm creating in my mind that when I sit down to, and I'm not going to use the word meditation, when I sit down to be present, they don't 
let me be present. I'm not able to be present. You know, what is it? What is it that when I just sit here, what pulls me away? What is that burning feeling that feels like this moment, what, it's not enough? I need something, I need to worry about something, plan something, or I need to be good at something right now. Yeah, the ego, it's really funny. All we're doing is just being present. And then some people are sitting here trying to be better at being present than other people, right? You can even turn being present into like a competition against yourself even. Today I was more present than I was yesterday. Okay, let's be more present, be more present. So this place in the middle, this, this ability just to be here and for this to be enough, we need to also start training that. And that's what this round is about. This is what these meditations are about, this middle place. But also just in the daily life, we have to slowly start to just feel into things a little bit more, just live a little bit more consciously and just asking ourselves a little bit, you know, what are the activities I engage in of body, speech, and also mind that lead to a a disharmony with the present moment? What are the things that I'm building up an anxiety? I'm building up a feeling of wanting this moment to be over or wanting the next moment to come. If you've ever gone on like a trip and the trip's coming up, right, or break and you're so excited that the days leading up to the trip you're not even really present. You're just focused on this thing that's coming. You just want to swallow up those days in between you just to have that thing at the end, you know? And then you have people who are in the hospital dying, and they're like, man, if I could only have one more day. You know, whereas we're sitting here, and we're like, man, I just want this week to be over. Just get out of here. So really just bringing everything into context and, and saying, listen, at any moment, the moment is what there is. At any, at any moment, this is it. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, the Zen master, he did calligraphies. One of his famous ones was saying, you know, he just wrote, he made a Zen circle, and in the middle of it, he wrote, this is it. And I love that. That's such a cool statement. This is it, oh my god. <laughs> I'm wearing it on my shirt today. <laughs> I swear I did not know that. This is it. <clears throat> Just remember that. Wow. Okay. This talk was meant to be. This is it. This. That's it. Just this. Yeah? Can you sit here for the rest of class today? Whatever happens, just say this. This is it. If your leg hurts, if you're bored, if you're tired. Whatever's going on, this is it. This is this moment. This is this moment in time, this moment in my life. It's just this. No more, no less. It's this. And with the mind of this is it, you can also do stuff. Somebody once, there was a Zen master and 
got a morning, he was drinking his morning coffee and someone put down a newspaper and he started reading the paper and drinking and they looked at him and they said, now Zen master, you're drinking your coffee and you're reading a paper? That's not very mindful of you. And the Zen master looked at them and he said, when you're drinking a coffee and you're reading a paper, just be drinking the coffee and reading the paper. So even though he was doing two things at once, he's like, and when you're doing two things at once, just do those two things. You know, you don't have to do mindful walking. Go for a run, but you can run mindfully. You can have conversations with people mindfully. You can talk to your kids. You can apply for jobs. I actually today called uh, the, wrote, wrote an email to the Patriots to see if they wanted a meditation teacher. And they responded like pretty quickly to put my name on file for later. And then I called the Seattle Seahawks to see if they wanted one. And they put me right through the trainer, and I was like in bed, and I was like, oh my god, I wasn't expecting to actually talk to somebody. You know? <laughs> so I was like, oh, you know, meditation is good. You know? <laughs> but, um, but just be with whatever you're with. Whatever you're doing, you can be with it, right? So again, missing the middle place. Often people think, if you're going to meditate, that means you're living off in a cave in the Himalayas, right? That you have to be doing nothing, and you're away from everything. Right? And it's like, no, just be here. This is it. It would be amazing. Honestly, this is it. We should all wear this is it shirts, just to remind each other, just to walk around. Everywhere you look, it's just this is it. That'd be amazing. Imagine. Imagine if any time anything happened in your life, and maybe even more so when nothing was happening in your life, a sign would just pop up in front of you, and it just says, this is it. You know? It's, it's for me, just such a, that's, that's it. That's the whole message right there. This is it. You know, close your eyes to meditate. This is it. There's nothing else to do. Just this. Meditation, it's not about getting somewhere. It's about learning how to be here. And if there's nothing else that you guys take away from this meditation series, let it be that simple message. Yeah, that meditation is not about getting somewhere. It's about learning to be here. That's it. And you just get better and better and better at being here. So why don't we sit in a position that feels comfortable and stable for us? Close your eyes or not. And we begin the practice of just being here. If you're trying to meditate right now, you've already lost. If you are taking yourself too seriously right now, you have already lost. 
if you have any idea of what this moment is about. Of how to do this. Sitting with my back straight and hands forward, doing this thing you've already lost. Try to just be here. To really deeply make peace with this moment, with this experience. To know that this is it. And it is all there is. And it is only our stupidity, our delusion, that is always trying to create something else. This is it. Just be here. Be here with whatever's here. meditate and tell people to feel their breath. It's not because the breath is special or magical. It's simply that when you close your eyes and you sit here, the breath is one of the only things left that's still moving. It's simply, this is it. It's right there. The body is here. The thoughts are here. The feeling is here this blackness, this space. You're learning to be here. This moment, this moment is grounded. This moment is safe. This moment is precious. This moment is happening. This moment is now. 
So this is it. What is this to you? What is your unique experience of this? What does your moment look like? Can you be here? We don't need to fill this with thoughts and stories and stimulation. Once you have allowed this moment to be enough, you are a master. That's all that it takes. Feeling your body. What does this moment feel like in your body?
body is breathing, because that's what's happening right now. Experience this. is enough. I am enough. It is enough. We are enough. Relaxing, making peace with this moment and with this moment and with this one and this one and this one.
coming back to this middle place. Simply being present. should be effortless, more of an intention, more of a recollection. Remembering, oh yeah, just be right here. Just be with this. Feeling the body sitting here. Getting this general mindfulness, this general presence. we've established the general presence of the body. Noticing the body breathing, the air flowing in and out of the nose. Choosing a specific aspect of this moment to look at, the breathing. being here with this in a specific way, the breath.
mind wanders a lot, staying with the more general presence of the body. When the mind has built up sufficient momentum towards presence, shifting that focus more towards the breathing, step by step by step. Deep breaths in through the mouth, out through the mouth. Maintaining the state of being. Not looking at anything in specific, letting the eye gaze be soft. This is it. Taking a few last deep and full breaths. You can rub your hands together until they're warm, placing the hands over the eyes, rubbing the eyes, the face. Just returning energy, warmth to the body. Rubbing the ears, the neck, the shoulders, the back. 
down the knees, the legs. Shaking out, stretching. Also realizing that the moment, this moment is still going on. We're still right in the middle of it. It's easier to see the moment when we're just sitting here in this room. But in a second, we're going to start moving. And the moment's going to start changing. Our body position, our interactions, we'll then be in the hallway, we'll then be in our cars, we'll then be driving, we'll then be home. So this will always just be it. It'll just be right now. But what it is, it'll always keep looking different. How can we ride that wave? How to start bringing this recollection of present moment? out of these walls. You're a human being, so you're never separated from that state of being. That is always with you. All you need to do is remember that. That's it. Mindfulness means to remember, just remembering. And you'll forget and you'll remember. You'll forget and you'll remember. So this week's meditation challenge it's not to meditate for five days or seven days. It's to meditate in one continuous stream from now until next class. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but if you wanted to, because you're always just right here, it's not like the meditation lives in this room. It's not like you have to do anything to meditate. It's not like the basketball court next to, you know, you need the ball and the hoop. You don't need the props to meditate. It's just about being wherever you are in each moment. Just be present with this, whatever this is. Try that throughout the week. When you wake up, when you're in traffic, try a difficult situation, when you're having an argument with somebody, when you're worried. Yeah, how does it feel to be in the moment when the moment feels uncomfortable? See if you could just stay in the moment instead of trying to change it, getting angry at it. See which moments feel beautiful, blissful, nice. Really starting to bleed these edges. What is meditation, what is not? What is practice, what is not? The state of being here, that you're always just here. You've always just been right here. We just forget. That's all it is. We're always right here. So with that, I'll send you all home. And uh, see you next week for the last class. So thank you. <laughs>